0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew will continue on in the Bible series from the book of Isaiah with this message entitled, Let Us Rise and Shine. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Isaiah chapter 60. Now here is our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. We pray that you help us to bring Our minds to you. A mind that is focused on you. On heavenly things. Deliver us from all distractions. Cause the word of God to enter our hearts. And may your word comfort us, revive us, strengthen us, save us. And heal us, encourage us. May your people experience your presence. Your glorious presence in the midst of us. May we touch you and be healed. Help us, O oh Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We pray for the students. Bless them richly today. We pray for the healing of those who are sick. And we pray for the salvation of those Who have not yet trusted in you. We pray for the edification. And the instruction. Of your people. This is holy Sabbath. This is a day of feast. And we have come to feast. And be satisfied. With things divine. For we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Isaiah 61 speaks about realities that are true in this fallen world into which the light of God has come in the first coming of Jesus Christ. But it also speaks of realities that will be true when Jesus Christ comes again. When he will create a new heaven and a new earth. In which his people shall dwell with him in eternal joy. But this morning I just want to speak about realities that are true today in Jesus Christ. Rise and shine every sinner. Can be likened to a black hole. For the Bible says all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Black holes. Are sufficiently large stars. That die. By collapsing. On themselves. As they die. They stop. Giving off light. And shrink smaller and smaller. And become heavier and heavier. They suck. They pull. Nearby objects into themselves. Black holes. Pulls things in. But lets nothing out. This is speaking about sinful self. Sinful self sucks. Can we say that together? (laughs) Sinful self sucks. Even so, a sinner is self-centered, pulls everything into itself, and gives out nothing. A black hole therefore cannot rise and shine. I want to speak to you three things. Divine demand. And divine rationale. And divine ultimate purpose. Take a look at Isaiah 60. Verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light has come. The question we must ask today is this. How can... Sinners, black holes, arise and shine. Isaiah pictured Israel in Isaiah chapter 59, beginning with verse 9. He pictures Israel as walking in darkness, being in a prison, groping along the wall, being blind having no eyes, groaning and moaning in anguish, Isaiah pictures Israel as dead. How can Israel rise and shine? Israel can do nothing of that sort. She is morally unable to rise or shine. How can those who are dead, who are dead in trespasses and sins, rise and shine? How can darkness become light? How can the dead live? How can the self-absorbed love? How can the thief give and the liar tell truth? Israel needs a redeemer. Who is also light. And one who gives sight to the blind. And life to the dead. And calls him to rise and shine. Such a light giving redeemer. Has been anticipated. By Isaiah. A messiah. A Davidic king. A suffering servant, an Emmanuel, a son of God, a God-man, one who is not a black hole, one who is the son of righteousness, that rises with the healing for us in his wings. One who is high and exalted, the glorious one, the thrice holy one, one who would dwell with the contrite and broken-hearted, to give us life and light and enable us to rise and shine. So we read in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death. A light has dawned. We are promised. In Isaiah 59 and verse 20. The redeemer will come to Zion. To those in Jacob who repent of their sins. And we are told in Isaiah 58, verse 8 and 10, Then your light will break forth like the dawn, and your healing will quickly appear. Then your light will rise in darkness, and your light will become like noonday. In Isaiah 60, then, the prophet speaks of the arrival of such a redeemer, such a light that gives sight to the blind and make black holes once again shining stars. So arise, shine, because your light has come. And the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you. And his glory appears over you. Your light has come. It's yours. The Lord is the light. And we are told about it later in this chapter. And the Lord rises upon you. He has come seeking you. He has come. He knows that you are dead. You are mourning and groaning. You are blind. You have no eyes. You live in darkness. You grow up. But he has come seeking you. Your light has come the Lord rises upon you. His glory appears over you. What is the prophet speaking about? He's speaking about the first advent of the Redeemer Jesus who said I am the light of the world. And he also said you are the light of the world. Let's turn to chapter three of saint john and let me read to you from verse 19 this is the verdict divine judgment not a human verdict divine judgment and what is it light has come into the world but men love darkness instead of light And St. Paul says in Ephesians 5. For you were once darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. Have nothing, nothing to do with unfruitful works of darkness. But rather expose them by your light. Yes, this light came upon me. This light of the gospel came seeking me as I was growing up as a boy in southern India. I was a black hole, but this light gave me life and light. The Holy Spirit was poured upon me. The life-giving word of the gospel reached me even me a sinner. I was regenerated. I was given the gift of repentance. I was given the gift of saving faith. I repented. I confessed. I believed in Jesus Christ alone for my eternal salvation. I was justified, clothed in the garment of light of Christ's Perfect, unimpeachable, divine righteousness. I was adopted into God's own family. I'm being sanctified and I will be glorified to dwell with God in holy communion forever. From a black hole to a shining star. This is exactly what happened to you no longer you are in a prison, groping in darkness. No longer you are blind. He has given you spiritual eyes that see, heavenly realities. You were blind, but now you see. You were dead, but now you live. You were hateful, but now you love. You were dis. Depressed and hopeless. But now you rejoice with inexpressible joy. Looking eagerly for the coming of the Lord. And the glorious rapture. Let's listen to what St. Paul is saying. In 2nd Corinthians 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So that they cannot. It's not that they will not. They cannot moral inability. They cannot see the light of the gospel. Of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God. But then he says. For God who said. Let light shine out of darkness. Made his light light. Shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Light has come into my heart. Made me able to see. He did an interior work so that I can work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Arise! shine. God demands that we rise and we shine. Two commands of the Lord. But let me tell you what He commands. We can now do. For He has enabled us in Jesus to rise and shine. His word makes you alive. Jesus, standing near the tomb of Lazarus, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And he came forth. This is what happened to us when the light of the gospel came to us. Let's turn to uh, the book of Luke. and Let me read to you Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse 76. Take a look at this light. This is the song of Zechariah. Luke 1, and following. And you, my child, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way of him. To give his people knowledge of salvation. Through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Or turn to with me John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. And verse 14, take a look at it. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only one who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Or turn to John 17. Let's see what Jesus is saying. Black holes. Are male shining stars. Ignoble, wretched, wicked, miserable people. Have been given glory of God. Here it is verse 22 of John 17. I have given them the glory. That you gave me. This is what God does. He gives us glory. Well, let's turn to Matthew chapter 5 and listen to what Jesus is saying, beginning with verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before men for the purpose that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. That's the rationale for your shining that the unbelievers may come worship our God turn to Philippians let's listen to what St. Paul is speaking Philippians chapter 2 and beginning with verse 12 therefore my dear friends as you have always obeyed not only in my presence but much more in my absence continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling and now listen for it is God who works in you See unless God works in us Causing us to be Raised from the dead In our spirit We cannot shine We cannot work out For it is God who works in you To will and to act according to his good purpose Work out Because God has worked in And is working in you Making you able to shine as light. Now, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure. You see, holy people, the more holy you are, the more bright your shining will be. That you may become blameless and pure children of God. Without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. Not without fault in heaven. But without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. In which you shine like stars in the universe. How? As you hold out the word of life. As you live that life and declare that life. Shine as stars. We shine because Christ, the light of the world, is in us, shining through us. St. Paul tells us, Christ in us, the hope of glory. He works in us so that we work out. To shine means, what does it mean to shine? To shine means to live a holy life, separated life from the world. An obedient life. A life that is pleasing to God. Let's listen to the life of the black hole. It is stated in Galatians chapter 5. This is the life of a black hole. Life of a sinful self that sucks, which emits no light. Here it is, the blackness of the black hole. Galatians 5, beginning with verse 19, and you can identify yourself whether you are a black hole or a shining star. Here it is, The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. The list goes on. That's black hole sucking self, pulling everything into itself kingdom of self. But then we are told in the next section, the shining stars. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Before and after. What a change. St. Paul says, he who stole, let him steal no longer, but let him work with his hands that he may have something to give. That's transformation. To shine means husbands loving their wives. Children obeying their parents. Wives respecting their husbands. To shine means to walk in the light of the gospel. To shine means to live by God's commandments and law. To shine means to be separate from the lifestyle of the world, from the culture of the world, from the corruption of the world. But to shine also means to give light, to give light of the gospel, to bear witness to Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Because, turn to the book of Romans, if you don't Give witness to the gospel by life and by proclamation. Here is the question. Chapter 10 Romans beginning with verse 14. How then can they call on the one they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Shine is essential for this purpose Saint Paul said warn to me if I preach not the gospel why is it Saint Paul he says because the gospel that is the gospel alone is the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes a black hole Christian does not emit any light we were black hole but now we are shining stars. Second. What is the divine rationale for this command to rise and shine? Because salvation of the world depends on your shining. your living a Christian life. Your holy life and proclamation of the gospel. You are the hope of thousands upon thousands of students on our campus who are black holes. They are sinners on their way to an unpleasant eternal destiny. God has placed you on this campus that you may rise and shine for their eternal salvation. You who live in Davis, because God placed you here to shine and give light to thousands who are blind to the gospel. God commands you to rise and shine. This is not a divine suggestion. It's a command. It's a demand. Should be obeyed. This is God-given responsibility. Without your shining, they cannot be saved. No philosophies can save anyone. Science cannot save anyone. Materialism cannot save anyone. I was told that one of the richest little countries in the world is Norway because they are making more money because of the high price of oil. And yet one out of four adults are mentally sick, including the Prime Minister. Now that tells you pursuit of happiness is really not pursuit of happiness. Materialism cannot save anyone. Religions cannot save anyone. Patriotism cannot save anyone. Jesus Christ is the only savior of the world. None can be saved without trusting in him alone. Life, eternal life, we are told by St. John, is in the Son. Turn with me. See, if we have different saviors, then it is all right. But we don't have different saviors. We have only one savior. Isaiah tells us. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 43. We don't believe in pluralism. That is, every religion is able to save you. We don't believe in inclusivism. That is, Christianity includes everybody else. And doesn't matter what you believe, you'll be saved. We believe in exclusivism. Which means salvation is in Jesus Christ alone. This is why we must rise and shine. Because without our rising and shining, the world has no hope. Turn to Isaiah 43 and verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord and apart from me there is no Savior. Now this is exactly what St. Peter said. To the Sanhedrin in chapter 4 of the book of Acts and verse 12 salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name there is no other person under heaven given to men by which we may be saved Jesus Christ said I am the way the truth and the life he said I am the resurrection and the life he said I am the light of the world. Every Christian has this responsibility to shine for the world. And so turn with me to the to first Thessalonians and these were probably one of the first disciples of Christ, Gentiles to come to know Christ. And let's see what these new disciples have done as soon as they trusted in Christ 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 and so you became a model to all the believers in Macedonia and Achaia the lord's message rang out from you not only in macedonia and achaia your faith in god has become known everywhere shining in their life And in their proclamation of the gospel. Ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem. Judea, Samaria. And to the uttermost part of the earth. This shining is essential for the salvation of the world. Do not cover your light with the bushel of worldliness and compromises. The more holy you are, the more brightly you shine for the world. The more easily the elect sinners of the world will come to trust in Jesus Christ. Arise and shine. This is world mission. As well as local mission. Jesus said, go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. And so what is the rationale? Here then take a look at it in verse 2, Isaiah 60. There should be a three-letter word there first. For, it should be retained. For, because, it's an explanation, it's a reason. For, see darkness covers the earth, and what, thick darkness is over the peoples. darkness, thick darkness, deep darkness, in spite of all our enlightenment, really it is a darkenment, with all our internet and, uh, and all kinds of easy availability of knowledge, we are in what? Thick and deep darkness. Nations, in other words, are in deep moral darkness. But notice, God so loved the world of sinners that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him should not perish but have everlasting life. God cared for you when you were darkness and caused you to hear the gospel and live. Even so, he loves sinners of your community. And God placed you there as lights for their salvation through your shining in life and in the proclamation of the gospel. You shine. We are told here, you shine and nations will come to your light. Look at verse 3. There is no doubt about it. There is no Eve about it. But about it, it is a certainty. It's divine guarantee. It is divine promise. Nations will come to your light. And not only that, kings, kings... To the brightness of your dawn. Ruled and rulers will come. This word come appears several times in this, in this chapter. You shine, they'll come. If they don't come, it's because you didn't shine. This is a divine promise and guarantee. This is to encourage you to Shine. You shine the gospel light, and the elect sinners of the world will come to your light and be saved. Nations will come. It is God's purpose that in Jesus what all the families of the earth be blessed. Rahab, the prostitute, the wicked Amorite, in Jericho, heard the gospel. She came to believe in the God of Israel. Ruth the Moabitess heard the gospel. And she became an Israelite. Naaman the Syrian commander heard the gospel through the Israelite slave girl. And he became a believer in the God of Israel. The Magi heard the good news. Probably they were kings of various countries. And they came to worship Jesus in Bethlehem. It says nations will come. People from all parts of the world will hear and believe. That's what the text is saying. So you arise and shine in your part of the world will result in conversion of people and read on it says Midian is coming Ephah is coming Sheba is coming Kedar is coming Nebaioth is coming we were in Nebaioth Nabatean kingdom their capital was Petra and and we were there, they will come, coastlands are coming, Tarshish in the west is coming. In other words, people from the east and west, this means people from all over the world, will come to the light of the gospel. Why is it? Their idols cannot save them. Isaiah mocks these idols, that they are worthless, they are nothing. They will abandon them. When they hear the gospel, they will abandon them and come to the light of the living and true God. The truth is, these nations have been waiting for this gospel. Turn with me to Isaiah 42. And it is spoken in several places. But let's look at Isaiah 42. Verse 3, let's on, let us read. He's speaking about the ministry of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. In faithfulness he will bring forth justice. He will not falter or be discouraged till he establishes justice on earth. In his law the islands will put their hope. This is the expectation. The island stands for the nations of the world. And this is also spoken in Isaiah 51 verse 5. But let's go back to chapter 2 of the book of Isaiah. We are told here in verse 3. Many peoples will come and say come let us go up to the mountain of the Lord to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. Yes, it's anticipated in so many places. We are told nations will come. We are all kings will come. Rome crucified Jesus in the first century. But by fourth century, Rome capitulated to Christ the crucified. And this is true. Thousands and thousands of kings, literally, have come to confess Jesus Christ as Lord. Read verse 3 and verse 10 and verse 11. We are told kings will come with gold and silver and substance to worship this God as you rise and shine. Mm -hmm. They are not coming empty handed. They are coming with their wealth in honor of our God. We are not, we are told not to come into the house of God. How empty handed you you bring come with money silver gold because what you honor him and so you go home and read this is what it says they are coming with their wealth in honor of our God they are coming as servants to serve our God they are coming praising God they are coming proclaiming the gospel they are coming to worship And God accepts their worship on the altar. They are coming to the Holy One of Israel. The only true and living God. They are coming repenting. Having turned their backs on their philosophies and ideas and idols. They are coming because they are drawn by a sovereign God who loved them. Turn to Isaiah chapter 11 and verse 10. In that day the root of Jesse will stand as a panel. Speaking about Jesus Christ and the proclamation of the gospel. For the peoples, the nations will what? Rally to him. They will come. They will come. And turn to St. John chapter 6 and verse 44 that nobody comes to Jesus Christ unless God enables them, draws them in the power of the Holy Ghost John 6 and verse 44 and it says no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will raise him up on the last day and Jesus Christ said the same thing John 12 and verse 32, here we read. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, that is the accomplishment of redemption. When I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. Let's turn to the last book, the book of Revelation. And let's read from verse 24, that this, what Isaiah said, is is being fulfilled. The nations will walk by its light. And the kings of the earth will bring their splendor to it. It is a a quotation from this chapter. And it it is happening. In your own life it is being fulfilled. Isn't that true? They come. They come to the feast that has been made ready. Because the invitation was for all people. Come. Isaiah 55. All who are thirsty. Come to the waters. And you who have no money. Come by and eat. Come by wine and milk. Without money. And without cost. And look at verse 5. Surely you will summon nations. That's God drawing you. And when he summons. You come. Because his. Word Is creative And nations that do not know you Will hasten to you Because of the Lord your God The Holy One of Israel For he has endowed you with splendor And let me tell you They are not coming to a literal Jerusalem They are coming To a heavenly Jerusalem Let's turn to the book of Hebrews And let's find out This has nothing to do With going to Jerusalem I do go to Jerusalem. But not for this purpose. (laughs) We are told. Where two or three are gathered together. There I am in the midst. They have come to the heavenly Zion. Hebrews 12.22. But you have come to Mount Zion. To the heavenly Jerusalem. The city of the living God. This is what is happening. Let me tell you. You shine. And you rise and shine. And you expect. People to be saved through your rising and shining. And if nobody is getting saved, we must wonder. We must not say God is not saving. We should say, I'm not what? Rising and shining. And finally, the third thing is, what is the ultimate purpose? The divine ultimate purpose. Of your rising and shining. And of the nations coming and worshipping. What's the ultimate purpose? God in his great love and rich mercy made us alive with Christ. He made black holes, shining stars for a purpose. What is the chief end of man? To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So let's take a look at this verse. 21 of Isaiah. They are the shoot I have planted. The work of my hands. Here it is. That I may be glorified in them. That is the ultimate purpose. That you and I. Are to display God. And his greatness. And his saving power. And his majesty. And his wisdom. And his glory. And his compassion. And his judgments. In our life here and in heaven. We display God's glory. To God be the glory. Soli Deo Gloria. Ultimate purpose. Saint Peter tells us in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. Jews and Gentiles together. A holy nation. A people belonging to God. Now the purpose. That you may declare the praises of him. Who called you out of darkness. Into his wonderful light. What are you displaying? What are you revealing? Yourself? Or Christ? Christ the light of the world. Saint Paul said to me to live is what? Come on. To me to live is Christ. Let's say it again. To me to live is Christ. That's displaying the glory of God. Do people see Christ and know him to be God and Savior? By looking at you and hearing your words. But let me tell you. By way of application there is also judgment. All nations are not going to believe. We are told in verse 12 here. For the nation or kingdom that will not serve you will perish. It will be utterly destroyed. This is a serious threat, an unpleasant eternal destiny. All are not going to come. Some will not come. Let me ask you have you come? If not, come this to trust in Jesus Christ alone as your Savior. He will make a black hole to a shining star. Now, are you shining? If you cannot, it is because you have not trusted in Christ. The Spirit of God must create life in us, and He will create life. We are told He will create praises on the lips of people. Look to the crucified and risen Christ and be saved. Isaiah tells us in 45th chapter Look unto me All the ends of the earth And be what Saved Now if you are light If you are Christians Confessing Christian The question is Are you shining The light of Christ Do you give light To those who are sitting In darkness Or are you further confusing them Let me ask you further, if you are a confessing Christian, if you are a shining Christian, let me ask you, is your spouse coming to your light? Parents, if you are confessing and shining, parents, are your children coming to your light and be saved? Your friends, are they coming to your light and be saved? Your neighbors, your fellow workers, your fellow students, are they coming to your light and be saved? Let me tell you, the greatest joy on this earth is not to behold a shining, gleaming SUV on your driveway, given to you as a gift. It is seeing something else. Take a look at verse 5. Then you, that is the people of God, will look and what? Be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. As you see your sons and daughters and nations coming to confess Jesus Christ as Lord through your shining. Angels in heaven rejoice when one sinner repents. And if you are a father and mother, the greatest joy for you is to hear that your children have come to the light. It is not a suggestion. It is a divine demand. If you are a Christian, it's a divine demand. Arise and what? Shine. that is to live a holy life and proclaim the gospel in the place you have been planted in your community what is the rationale because there is no other savior and God loves the world God loves these people who are coming to the university without any understanding of the gospel And God is planting you there for that specific purpose. And if you have been living in Davis. God placed you here. For the purpose. That you may shine as light. I put upon you this responsibility. Which God is putting upon us. Arise and shine. May your children come to you. And be saved, your spouse, your neighbors, your friends, your fellow students. May they come to you. And as they come confessing Christ, your heart will throb with joy. Heaven itself will celebrate. Let us pray, Heavenly Father. We pray that you help us to rise and shine. In Jesus' name, Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, presenting this message from the Bible series on the book of Isaiah. Come back soon for more Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.